Welcome to Stillness in the Storms podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Webb. And this show gives you a different perspective on life, helps you to get through the most difficult times and gives you that little inner peace when you need it most. And I'd just like to give you a different, like I say, perspective and see things a little bit differently. I've been paralyzed for 30 years and I have a, a, you could say a difficult life, but I'm pretty happy and I enjoy it. And on a daily basis, someone said to me yesterday, how is your day going? And we said, in a conversation where we have good and bad days. And I was like, well, it's getting to the point where I have good and bad hours. You know, literally an hour before that, I was having quite a terrible time. So, yeah, I just, I, I just want to give you a different way of looking at things sometimes. But I want to talk about not being disturbable. And I don't know if it's a word. It sounds like it's not a word, but I'm sure it is a word. Disturbable. And it's... A way in which we can be that, you know the old movies where you've got that western movie and you've got the guy sitting at the end of the bar and you've got a big brawl and a fight and you've got this wise guy that just sits there and doesn't take any notice and then stands up and just deals with it in a cold manner, leaves the money on the bar and doesn't take any notice and doesn't let the external world affect him internally, he stays calm and just deals with his business. And we all want to be like that but we... We don't want to be disconnected. So that's what I want to talk about in today's podcast. You know, be emotional, but not disturbable. So just before we start, I want to say thank you to Audra for signing up to a membership on Buy Me A Coffee. And thank you very much. Really appreciate that. It makes a difference. You really helped me to get my podcast edited and get more out there. And it frees up my time to do read more books and do the other things I do in life. I'm still the mayor of Truro and that's a voluntary role that takes up a lot of my time at the moment. I love it. It's a brilliant role. Really does. Yeah. But it does take up my time. It's a voluntary thing. So I really appreciate your support. Thank you, Audra. You're the hero this week. Um, so you can also download the five simple practices for inner peace on stephenweb.uk. And you can also listen to my other podcasts. You can also get 30-day guest pass for Aura, which is where all my meditations are on this app on the phone, as well as many other teachers and many other people. They've got some amazing things. And I've just released on there a brand new sleep meditation. My old sleep meditation has been listened to by millions of people. Who knew I had a talent for putting people to sleep? (laughs) Took way too much. But yeah, I have a talent for putting people to sleep. So, yeah, head over to stephenweb.uk and you can see all the links and find all the links on there. But let's get on with today's show. Be emotional, not disturbable. So, first of all, let's talk about being, being emotional. Now, then, when I say about being emotional, I don't mean to say that whenever anything happens out in the world and all that, that we're crying and we're a mess and we cannot handle things. What I mean is we want to be able to feel things deeply. You know, when you go to a music concert, you want to be able to feel the music, feel the sounds. You want to be part of the evening. And you you want to be, you want to feel that emotion, don't you? You know, that big hit when it comes on at the end of the night and you work up into that real deep feeling of, yeah, you know what I mean. You know exactly what I mean. When you put your headphones on or whatever, whatever, Whatever cultivates that deep feeling, 
of either joy, of whatever that feeling is. We want to be able to feel that. And equally so, although we may not want to feel it, we want to be able to feel our emotions when we're feeling sad or grief. You know, if we lose a loved one or we lose something that we're quite attached to, we we almost we almost enjoy grief in a weird way. Because if we're grieving someone, it means we love them deeply. I think it would be strange not to grieve. I think it would be strange not to miss someone if we're attached to them and, you know, a family member or a partner or something like that, if anything happened to them. You know, so to feel these things deeply, imagine that's one of the greatest things about being human is to be able to feel things immensely deeply. And I wouldn't like to get to the end of my life and suddenly somebody look up and go, oh, by the way, you know those five feelings you experience? There's hundreds of others on a deeper level. I'd be like, oh, so I've missed out. So it's a matter of how can we really become this deeper lake of fe of feelings and emotions? Because I also think that the deeper you feel these things, the more joy you have on these levels. You know, it's almost like, oh, that was a nice feeling. And then that was a really nice feeling. And it's like almost all body. I'm sure you know what I mean. You, you, you know, um, you might have something that is intimate. And, you know, you got a kiss and then you got more intimacy and things like that. They involve more of the body, more of the feelings, more of you, more of the mind and everything. And it's just, okay, that was good. You know what I'm talking about. Um, I don't know what time of day you listen to this podcast. <laughs> Maybe a long time of day, but you just, you want to feel things deeply. And that's what I mean by being emotional. You know, really understand, feel the room, feel the people around you. Feel what, it, what other people are feeling. You know, have a deeper sense of empathy. There's nothing wrong with empathy. I have done a podcast on the difference between healthy empathy and unhealthy empathy. Because there, there is an unhealthy version of feeling things deeply. You know, if you're allowing it to control you and you're allowing it to control all your decisions and what you do in life and you're avoiding life and all of that because you don't want to feel things, well, that's an unhealthy way of feeling things deeply. If you're becoming a victim of the empathy, it's like, well, I feel everything so deeply for everybody around the world and all that, and I cannot function, and I'm just the hero and all those other things. I know we don't really be, see it in that way, but we very often become the hero in our own victimhood that is very difficult to see sometimes. Um, I'm just wondering whether to carry on going there or not. No, I might do another podcast on that another day. Stay tuned. It's it's really about feeling things deeply. So you imagine a really deep pond. And the deeper you go, it's better fish and they're more elaborate and they're more colourful and they're more like, it's just more vibrant. And it's just, it's more intense. You know, that kind of thing. And we're always looking for that more intense, aren't we? We're, we're looking for the, we're waiting for our favourite musician to bring out the next album or the next movie, and we're always disappointed when you get, I don't know who's saying, 
you, you've got a brilliant movie that had so many great feelings and everything like that, and then suddenly they bring out a sequel in 20 years later, and it just doesn't give us those same deep feelings. You know, um, it reminds me of Lion King with my daughter. L L when she watched the original Lion King, and then the new one come out, and clearly the new one is way better. You, you know, you can see the hairs on the animals, you can see it's just massively better. But does it have the same impact? Well, probably not, because when you're five, six years old and you have that feeling of Simba and that hero's story and he goes away and he comes back and he becomes, you know, that grown-up and he, he becomes the hero and he overcomes all his problems and everything like that against the odds, you have this wonderful feeling of, I can do this, you know, that there's hope. And then you, and then you watch the same story years later. But it's not the same because it you weren't in the same place. See, you haven't experienced the same. It might be clearly a better movie in the way that it's been done, the way it's been written, and you know the amount of pixels on the screen, things like that. It doesn't mean to say it conjures up the same deep feelings. So it depends on where you're to and what you're experiencing and what it means for you. So you know, be emotional, really get to the deep, really start embracing all the different feelings, naming the feelings, naming how you're feeling in this moment and all that, because we're always feeling something, but we tend to ignore it. We tend to brush it away or something like that. So become the deepest of deepest pools. But on the flip side, we need to remain undisturbable. Undisturbable. I don't know if that's a word. What do I mean by undisturbable? So you can feel it, but you don't have to be controlled by it. You don't have to react to it. And the easier emotions that we can talk about now is when we get angry or when we see something on the news or someone shouts at us or someone doesn't do something the way we expect them to do. We get angry and we want to shout and we want to react to it. You know, we want to blame somebody else. You know, you see children do it. You, you know, a child will walk into a table and they'll bang their head and they're bad table. Like as if it's the table's fault, like as if the table suddenly jumped out and hit them. You know, How dare you do that to me? Bad table. And they'll even slap the table and they, it's like they realize the table's just hurt their hand now as well. And then the whole table has got like something against them. <laughs> you know, and then, they, 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 you know, and if they're, especially if they're a boy, they'll go away and sulk now because of the table, you know. And just going back to the emotions, I don't mean feel emotions that you've got a self-importance, like um, Narcissus, when he didn't love anything and all that. I'm not talking about coming so in love with your emotions, like, oh, I love myself and I'm just so wonderful and I'm so amazing. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about feeling the emotions and experiencing the emotions, not... Um, loving the emotions in a way of um, narcissists, where when because he didn't love anything, and the myth goes that he's seen he's seen his reflection in the water, and he just fell deeply in love with it and just stared at it for the rest of his life, and he used to get angry at anybody that would come along and disturb the water in any way. That's the way the myth goes, I think, something like that, and just everything was about him. Everything was self-importance, that self adulation and things like that it's like 
yeah that that's what that's where the narcissist comes from but you know even in that narcissism there's an element of i love myself i i love who i am i love my feelings i love my ability to do these things but not make it all about me you know that's the difference between empathy and compassion empathy is about um well i'm feeling for you compassion is i'm feeling for us you know it's about and what could we do about it how can we reduce the suffering that'd be an interesting podcast wouldn't it empathy versus compassion i said to doshin one day one of my zen master teachers i said to him because he's always saying to us, he always looks up at us to us, can you zen it out? Because we always talk way too much. And here I am on a podcast. And he always says, <laughs> he always says, can you zen it out? You've been talking way too much. So I asked him a question. I said, okay, can you zen out the difference between empathy and compassion? And he thought about it. And he thought about it. I'm giving this a really dramatic kind of da, da 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 but really, he didn't think about it too long, actually. He's quicker and wiser than I am. And he just looked up and goes, empathy is about you, and compassion is about them. Alas. Or something like that, he said. And what does he mean by empathy is about you? Well, it's because when, when we're deep in empathy, we're... It's us feeling their emotions. So it's like, so we sit down with somebody and and they say, I'm having a really bad day. And you go, yeah, you know, I recognize that. I feel that too. You'll never believe what happened to me. Yeah, I feel it too. You'll never believe what happened to me. This, well, you, you're immediately turning it on to you rather than, ah, yeah. That sucks, doesn't it? That's compassion, you know. Yeah, you, you're feeling their feelings, but you're not immediately turning it back onto you. Um, but anyway, yeah, listen to healthy, unhealthy empathy versus healthy empathy. An interesting podcast. I, I may not have any of these right, okay? You know, I'm not an expert on any of these things. It's just my observations and what reduces my suffering a little bit may help to reduce your suffering a little bit. So let's talk about not being disturbable undisturbable not disturbable whatever way you want to put it it's you can have these feelings feel these feelings deeply you don't have to do anything with it and for example we, we go out in the weather you know it's raining today i've got to go out for a meeting in about an hour and 15 minutes well i'm gonna put on some extra clothes i'm i'm gonna prepare myself i'm gonna do something to protect myself from the weather but we don't tend to do that from emotions. You know, if we're going into an emotional environment, you know, we may be going and staying with family, we may be doing something. And always, we turn into family, is always an emotional thing. You know, Christmas lunch. Like Mother Teresa said, if you think you're enlightened, go and stay with your family for a week. Let's see how that goes. Very often you'll realize that you've still got a lot of work to do because the spiritual journey is all about on our work, not about other people's work. Other people's work's got nothing to do with us. So, and the more we work on ourselves, you'd be surprised how much nicer other people become. It's really weird. <laughs> it's, it's really weird how that happens. But it happens, nevertheless. These things arise within us. We have this little gap where we don't have to do anything with it. 
it's really simple, but it's quite profound when you live by that notion. Then I'm still working on it. So when you work all this stuff out, let me know. You know, I, I reacted last night to something and I'm kind of regretting it now. I'm trying not to go over it too much, but it keeps cropping up. But the more and more we can try not to react, we try not to. So we have these feelings and we jump back to shadows and triggers from years ago and we immediately relate to what's happening now, to what happened before and how we reacted last time and all those other things. Ah, oh, just take a deep breath and go, do you know what? I don't have to do anything with this. It's a different time, a different situation. I can feel joy, but I don't have to do anything with it. I don't have to grab hold of it and make sure it stays. I can just allow it to be joy. I can feel anger and just... I'm feeling anger and so I should. This is an injustice. I can feel pain. I can feel um, ecstasy. I, I, I can feel real joy, real excitement and desires and I don't have to do anything with them. How wonderful is that? What, what a concept that is. And you can remain calm and you can be agitated in a room full of people. You know, I'm a politician. I spend time in rooms with other politicians. You know, we're all ego-driven. Sorry, fellow politicians, if any of you listen to this podcast, I doubt whether you would. But if any of you, my friends and all that, listen, I love you all. But we're very ego-driven by nature of, you know, I wouldn't be sitting here as mayor if I didn't have an ego the size of the universe. But when that ego arises, when that voice arises, I don't always have to do anything with it. I don't have to love it. I don't have to die. just go, ah, there it is. You know, the 10,000 voices, as Buddhism would say. 10,000 voices, they, you know, they're all in us. When they arise, you don't have to do anything with them. The takeaway from this podcast is be emotional. It's fine to be emotional. It's okay to be emotional. You know, and if it's okay and appropriate, cry. Um, if it's okay and appropriate, laugh, have fun. Enjoy them, play with them. But you don't have to also be disturbed by everything that's going on. You don't have to grab hold of it. You don't have to react to it. You don't have to shout at the table, bad table, because it banged into you when you walk past it. You know, you can really feel these things deeply. And you just don't have to react. And you, you can practice that by every time you come across a red traffic light, sit there and go, oh, thank you for giving me a time out. Nothing you can do about it. You might end up making you a little bit later, a few seconds. Well, there's nothing you can do about it, whether you react to it or not. You know, if you're stuck behind a slow car, you're stuck behind a slow car. It's worth risking your life for. You know, it's, it is what it is. You know, and cultivating emotional intelligence, because that's what we're talking about really here now. It can lead to deeper connections with your friends. It can lead to greater creativity and better understanding of your own emotions and the emotions of those around you, but especially your own. It can foster deeper and meaningful relationships with your family, uh, greater empathy for others and for yourself. And you can understand yourself and you become 
a deeper version of who you are, a deeper foundation of who you are. You know, it's like the oak tree knows it's got leaves, it knows it's got a trunk, and then you got to think, how well does it know its roots? How well does it know its foundations and where it really comes from? And that's what it is about feeding things deeply. It's recognizing when these feelings come up and, and when they arise within you, embrace them. Let me know if this helps. I'm not sure if it helps or not, but these kind of things, just recognizing my emotions have helped me immensely. I, I enjoy them. I play with them more. Um, well, when they're here, I'm like, ah, this is what I'm feeling. Even have conversations with people. How are you feeling now? And sometimes when I say, how are you feeling? People go, what do you mean how I'm feeling? It's a weird question. No, I'm interested. What are you feeling right now? Close your eyes. What are you feeling? Now, how are you today? And people go, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> we hear that all the time. But yeah, just how are you feeling? How am I feeling? What feelings are arising? Great questions to ask. And then remember, you don't have to do anything with it. That's what's really, really important. You don't have to do anything with that. So, feel things deeply. Be not disturbable or undisturbable. I'm determined to make that a word. <laughs> you know, thank you for listening. Look, have a wonderful week. And don't forget, you can head over to stephenweb.uk and you can listen to my other podcast, which basically is just guided meditations. You can download the five simple practices for inner peace. And you'll also join my newsletter. That Take care, my friend. Stay safe. Enjoy your week. And I love you. And stay true to who you are. Listen to your feelings and enjoy them. But you don't have to do anything with them. Take care.